Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Good Night Show with me, Daniel Van Kirk. It is Tuesday, July 7th, around 12 a.m., Rochelle, Illinois time, and I am glad that you are here. I would like to welcome the person that I am always joined by on this show. He is my producer and my friend. Please welcome and say good night to Mr. Noah Eberhardt. Good night, Noah. Good night, Daniel. Uh, how are you doing? How's your evening? You know, it, it's pretty good. Can't complain. Do you ever do night photography, Noah? I've done a little bit in the past. Is it hard? Um, y- yeah, you have to. You have to be more long expo- aware. I think, long of your exposure. Light sources. Do What's you need that? Long exposure on your. Yeah, you can do long exposure. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to play around with. You ever been to? Have you ever been anywhere that has true dark? What What do you mean true dark? So there's like, like a the very middle? few places in the country left that have zero light pollution. I have it's supposed to be like been, unreal. Yeah, I've been to some of those places, but not in the U.S. I've been, I think, in Canada. Ooh, what was yeah. it like? Um, seeing the seeing the Milky Way is insane. It's mind blowing and it's life changing, and I want to do it again. I awesome. want to see the Milky Way again. Well, I hope I get to do it then, because you just gave yeah. it a nice ringing endorsement. Um, hey, have you ever seen Pure Dark? You can let me know. You could also send me your positive stories, your sex and relationship advice questions, or recommendations for things to read, watch, or just be entertained by in general. The way to do that is to text or leave me a voicemail at 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. Or you can do all those things and just email them to me at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. So, as a reminder, Thursday, July 16th at 6 p.m. Pacific time, that's 8 o'clock Rochelle time, I will be headlining the Nowhere Comedy Club, which literally means it's nowhere, but also it could have been called the Everywhere Comedy Club when you think about it, because it's a Zoom show, so you get to watch it in your own home. Tickets are only $15. There is an option for another $15 if you want to do a post-show hang with me. It's very limited. I think it's no more than 50 people to hang out with me after the show, talk about Dumb People Town, Pen Pals, The Good Night Show. Let me know you're part of the Good Night Gang. Whatever you want to do, it'll be a nice, cool hang. But the show will be really fun because I'm doing so much new material, including a story I've never told before, not on any sort of podcast, not on any sort of stage. So I can't wait to do it on Thursday, July 16th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Get tickets at danielvankirk.com or nowherecomedyclub.com. And guess what? You might have heard her in one of the interviews, an interview Wednesday show that we did here, but Alex Kuman is going to be uh, opening up the show that night. And she is a fantastic comic, maybe even a guest set from somebody else. I'll let you know if that comes about. But for 15 bucks, chilling in your own place, open bar or open juice box, whatever you're into, you can uh, have a night of doing comedy with me. And for a little extra money, even hang out with me and say, hey, thanks so much. We are going to announce new dates for the game night show. To be honest with everything we're doing, I'm not even know we might have already have, but um, it is sold out for the stuff that's uh, that's going to happen later on today on Thursday and Friday. But if you want to be a part of a future one, there's a wait list already building up. Don't worry, there's going to be multiple opportunities and different types of games that you can play. And you can play multiple times if you want for almost all those type of games. We're going to have a lot of fun. If you want to be in on that, just email thegoodnightpod at gmail.com and put game night in the subject heading. And um, then you'll hear from Lissa and we'll get everything set up so that we can uh, do a hang because it's not a show. 
even though it's called the Game Night Show. Okay, so this is the week in pop culture history for Monday, July 6th, a couple of days ago. Forrest Gump premiered in the U.S. in 1994. The comedy drama based on Winston Groom's novel of the same name starred Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, Gary Sinise, McKelty Williamson, uh, I believe that's who played Bubba, and Sally Field. Maybe she played Bubba. No. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, it won six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Actor, and Best Director. Also, it was a twofer for Tom Hanks because he had won in 1993 for Philadelphia, where he dances on the piano with Robert Loggia. So you should check out that movie if you haven't yet. Uh, They might have deleted the scene or repurposed it for a different movie, that whole piano part. But Philadelphia is amazing. Also on Monday, July 6th, armchair balloon fight flight in 2008, Kent Couch, kind of fitting, isn't it? He flew an armchair attached to balloons across the state of Oregon. This is the original up and landed in the neighboring state of Idaho. This was his third attempt. See, I wonder how many he would have gone before he quit to make the 235 mile trip across state lines. And on this day, his goal was realized. He used an air gun to pop balloons in order to control how high up in the air he flew. Noah, could you ever do something like this? Um, yes, but I'd bring two guns in case the first one jammed uh, good. or I dropped it. <laughs> you yeah. want redundancy in your stunts. <laughs> Maybe yes. not in your workplace, but you do want them in your stunts. Have you ever parachuted? No. But um, you base jumped a ton. I, I've never done it. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, what is more scarier to you, base jumping or jumping out of a plane? Plane. Really? Yeah, yeah I think that'd be... I mean, part of me really does want to do it, but I don't think I ever could I know, could I'm the same it. way. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell if it's... A, I, this is, I live my life a lot by risk-reward. Mm-hmm. And... That's just a tough one. I'd do anything I had to do. Like that whole 127 hours where I haven't seen it, but he like cuts off his toe or whatever. I would do that if I had, I'll do anything I had to do to survive. Right. I would even ride in the little thing up the arch, the little elevator, but I don't know. I go back and forth on it. Uh, Tuesday, July 7th. Live Earth Concert. It's the anniversary of that. Held in 11 cities in 2007, including Sydney, New Jersey. Usually not grouped together. (laughs) What's that? The city of New Jersey? Yeah, exactly. Also, most people just don't go Sydney, then New Jersey. You know Sydney, New Jersey, Rio de Janeiro, (laughs) London, Rome. Equally beautiful. Is that the best grouping New Jersey's ever been in while also miscategorizing it as a city? Who wrote this? I know it wasn't us. Um... The benefit concerts raised. Also, where in Jersey? Me- the Meadowlands? New Meadowlands? It had to probably. be, right? Yeah. The benefit concerts raised funds and awareness to combat climate change. We're doing great. Over 150 musical acts came together for the event, which was broadcast to an international audience. Some of the acts included Duran Duran. Yes. Beastie Boys. Great. Spinal Tap. Better. Madonna. Of course. Crowded House. Rihanna. Snoop Dogg. Genesis. Garth Brooks. Dave Matthews Band, and The Police. Uh, Of all of those acts, I've seen one of them. Can you guess which one? I'm going to guess 
Duran Duran, Beastie Boys, Spinal Tap, Madonna, Crowded House, yeah. Rihanna, Snoop Dogg, Genesis, Garth Brooks, Dave Matthews Band, The Police. I'm going to guess Dave Matthews Band. Oof. I see why you went there, but you are Please wrong. don't take that as an insult. Oh, I don't. You kidding me? Okay. Are you kidding me? Song 41? <laughs> Two-step? All day, dude. We'll cry about our friend who ran away. Okay. No, it's Garth Brooks. Surprised you didn't get that, dude. I should have guessed because you said Garth Brooks when you said his name. So Right. But maybe that was a double switch. Right. It's also the anniversary on July 7th of Andy Murray winning the Wimbledon. During the summer of 2013, Murray won his first Wimbledon title, defeating, defeating Novak Djokovic in the final in straight sets to become the first British man to win the Wimbledon since uh, singles title since 1936. He was knocking on the door for a long time. So it was very cool when he did that. Wednesday, July 8th is the Roswell UFO incident. Get your tinfoil hat out because in 1947, there were a number of reports of a mysterious flying disc landing in Roswell. I think we talked about this recently. Didn't I tell you that I thought it was some sort, maybe some sort of like Nazi mm-hmm. technology that they found? Uh, yeah. And we're going to write that fanfic. Um, ask you, Noah, point blank. Aliens in Roswell? You gotta land no, on the side. I don't, I don't think. I don't think aliens. I think aliens exist, but I don't think they were in Roswell. Right. This is yeah. my thing. If it was an alien, with the technology that people say they saw, would they really like crash once and be like, not going back there? It's just too. It's just a trigger. Yeah, just a trigger planet for me. I don't like to think about the accident. Yeah. Doesn't quite make sense. Although some would say they've always been here. Mm-hmm. Sit on that. Spice Girls released their debut single on July 8th in 1996. The English pop girl band released its hit single, Wannabe, which was written by the group members. I mean, there you got to give credit for that. Along with Matt Rowe and Richard Stannard, it soon emerged as a symbol of female empowerment and topped the Billboard Hot 100 charts for four weeks. I respect the Spice Girls. I give a nod to their place in our pop culture but I am okay with never hearing that song again. And it's not shade. It's just the way I, it's just personal feeling. Thursday, July 9th, The Office UK premiered on BBC Two. The English mockumentary sitcom was written by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant and ran for two seasons or as long as it should have gone, if you ask them, beginning in 2001, after much success in the UK, believe it or not, for those of you who don't know, the show had several international adaptations, one of them even here in America, and it spawned a global franchise. I am currently watching The Office UK. I have thoughts, and if you'd like to hear them, check in with me later this week. Thursday, July 9th is also the anniversary of American Pie premiering in the U.S. The teen sex comedy directed by Paul and Chris Weitz went on to spawn three sequels and four spinoff films. What if someone has watched all of them? It starred Jason Biggs, who I was once on a Southwest flight with. Chris Klein, never seen him in the air. Eugene Levy, would love to spend a flight with him. Tara Reid is a licensed pilot. Mina Savari, not allowed to fly on Delta. And a lot of people don't know that. Sean William Scott, also a pilot, but had his license taken away and can only fly prop planes. Natasha Leone and Allison Hannigan, who once, one time for 30 seconds, levitated. So they actually have flown. There you go. Yeah. Is it wrong how impressed I am with myself (laughs) for what I would just riffed out of? Uh, I love American Pie. I think it's like, it will never be up there with 
like Animal House, but it is a time capsule and at least for the 90s, I would put on par with Scream. Like I think yeah, that they so. live, they, but, but Scream even goes beyond what American Pie is in terms mm-hmm. of like horror and what it did for the genre. Friday, July 10th, the Beatles released A Hard Day's Night in 1964. Released as in conjunction with their film of the same name, the Beatles' third studio album included singles such as A Hard Day's Night, If I Fell, and I Love Her, Can't Buy Me Love, I'll Cry Instead, and When I Get Home. It reached number one on the Billboard album chart where it remained for 14 weeks. Take that, Spice Girls. Escape from New York premiered in 1981 on July 10th. Directed by John Carpenter, the science fiction action film starred Kurt Russell, Lee Van Cleef, Ernest Borgnine, Donald Pleasance, and Isaac Hayes. It went on to garner four nominations at the Saturn Awards, including Best Science Fiction Film and Best Direction. Add it to the list because I have not seen this movie, but I have started it. I got 20 minutes in and I can't remember how I got derailed, but I've always wanted to watch this movie. And some people are probably mad at me that I'm admitting I haven't, but you can't help some of the things you haven't done. But I will try to do this one. Have you seen Escape from New York, Noah? No, but I also want to see it, so I think it belongs on the list. Thanks. I'm glad we're in agreement. That's why we work well together. Uh, Let's take a quick little break. When we come back, we are going to take a look at, in honor of American Pie, the 25 best high school movies of all time. We'll be right back. Peerview Suites is a beachside boutique hotel on the Central Coast in Cayucos, California. It's located halfway between San Francisco and Los Angeles along Highway 1, just below Big Sur and the famous Hearst Castle. Their all-suite hotel combines the comforts of private residences with the amenities and services of a small resort, including ocean views, fine furnishings, private balconies, fully equipped kitchens, and daily housekeeping. Special pricing is available for any stay of 3 plus, 7 plus, or 30 plus nights when you call to book direct. As part of their continued commitment, to provide an outstanding guest experience, Peerview Suites is excited to announce the first phase of their hotel's largest refresh to date. Deeply rooted in Central Coast tradition, their unpretentious yet modern new look will enhance the tone of their beachside community with laid-back surf vibes. All suites will offer guests a space that is intimate yet luxurious, local but inviting, evocative of the rich history of Cayucos but in keeping with contemporary California lifestyle. They also feature an entirely virtual front desk with automated check-in, self-check and mobile keys delivered to your smartphone for easy access upon your arrival. To explore the hotel and reserve your stay, please visit PeerViewSuites.com and follow Peerview Suites on Instagram and Facebook for exclusive deals. Lost Capital Foods creates fermented hot sauces and mustard in small batches from as much Minnesota sourced produce as possible. Their chef and CEO accepted the challenge to create tasty condiments with low sodium content. Not only does fermentation bump up the flavor, it also packs the sauces with healthy probiotic bacteria to keep your gut happy while you enhance your quarantine cuisine. Shipping is available nationwide from Lost Capital Foods, so find Lost Capital Foods on Instagram or go for broke and visit lostcapitalfoods.com. That's L-O-S-T-C-A-P-I-T-A-L-F-O-O-D-S.com and check out their online store today. That ad that you just heard was submitted by a listener, so it's one of you guys, and if you want to help out another 
part of the or member of the good night gang i don't know i'm trying it out you can do that by going to lostcapitalfoods.com Okay, we're back. Let's jump into this. Now, this comes from us over at uh, the editorial from RottenTomatoes.com. The thing I like about doing this here is, one, there's actually, f- they, they go with 50. So let me know if you think something should have broken the top five. It might be in the top 50 list, but this is the top 50. This is what I wanted to do. I don't know, because that's how I picked it. We'll probably add a lot of movies to the list of things I haven't but should see. And... um We'll dig into it. Okay, here we go. Number 25, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Comes in at 86%. The Perks of Being a Wallflower is a heartfelt and sincere adaptation that's bolstered by a strong by strong lead performances. Noah, have you seen this movie? I've not seen it. Do you have any desire to see it? Not really. Me either. But if someone wants to tell me why I should, I might not read it on air, but I will read it. Number 24, Hoosiers. Look, have you seen it, Dan? You know the answer to this. If you promise not to tell, I watched it yesterday. I'm joking. What? How mad would Rory and people be? <laughs> um, I have not seen Hoosiers, but I know what it's about. In fact, I'm pretty sure I know everything that happens in the movie just from paying attention to pop culture and being a, a person who loves entertainment and movie. Like I've seen enough clips in montages of like sports movies or Gene Hackman tributes and things like that, that I feel like I have a really good idea of what happens, but no, I have not seen it. Number 23 from 2012, 21 jump street. It's a fun movie. Would Mm -hmm. would I put it up there as a great high school movie? No. But when I see Jonah Hill in this, it makes me suspect super bad top 10. You think? Ooh, I hope so. Here's a movie that should definitely, in my opinion, be in the top five, maybe even top three, maybe even top two, I'm not thinking of every movie, so I don't know if I could go top one. The Breakfast Club. 89%. The Breakfast Club is a warm, insightful, and very funny look into the inner lives of teenagers. I think I've said this here before. I would show The Breakfast Club to every incoming freshman class of high school. It would be part of orientation. I just think it's good. Um, Number 21. Dope. Have not seen it. Want to. Yes. Have you seen it? I've not seen it. Want to see it? Yeah, I uh, I'm down to see Dope. I don't know why. It's just some things just they just uh, miss you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Featuring a star-making performance from I want to hope I say this right, Shamik Moore, and a refreshingly original point of view from writer-director Rick Fumayua. Fumayua? I tried. I'm sorry. Dope is smart, insightful entertainment. All right. Yeah, I would be down for that. Okay, here we go. Number 20. Whoa, Superbad. Also, a little fun fact about me and Superbad. First production set of any TV, film, movie, whatever, that I had ever been on. And I ate dinner that night with uh, Jonah and Seth and Evan. And they were serving uh, shark steaks. And I'm like, this is wild. It was the party scene where Jonah's character um, tells Emma, what's her name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone, that he 
Like they have the conversation out by the car. Definitely balancing vulgarity and sincerity while placing its protagonists in excessive situations. Super bad is an authentic take on friendship and the overarching awkwardness of the high school experience. You know, one other quick thing about this movie. Um, and I know we're going to have to rush through these is, uh, when he sings the uh, these eyes, it bumped me out because I love that song so much, and I grew up listening to like every oldie song. I was like, "Oh, now this is going to become like a super bad thing." But I don't think a lot of people think of that as much as I thought they would. Number yeah. nineteen, Rushmore. Never seen it. It's good. You should check it out. Okay, let's add it to the list. Number eighteen, Election. Never seen it. Have you seen I it? I really no. I haven't. I've seen like half of it, and then my mom made me turn it off. For some reason, well, those feel kid. like companion movies to me. And it's interesting that they go uh, next to each other. Number 17, yeah. Ghost World. Never seen that either. Same. Number 16, House Party. Have seen House Party. Love House Party. Think it should be higher on this list. And there is a scene. It's either in House Party or House Party 2 where Kid, I believe it's Kid, is um, talking to his uncle about how he doesn't fit in. People always give him shit. And it's Bernie, played by Bernie Mac. And he has this scene where he's like, basically says that people don't like you the way you are, fuck them. And he keeps saying that over and over. And it like made an impression on me as a kid. I was like, yeah, fuck them. Awesome. Yeah. Love House Party. Number 15. How is this not number one? I would not be mad if this was number one. It would make sense to me if it was definitely num- top five. Dazed and Confused. Yes. If you're putting Superman and Dazed and Confused at the 15 or lower mark, what are you? What, what is above this? Hairspray is fourteen, and that is not possible. <laughs> John no. Travolta is so good, in and that, it's though. the two thousand seven <sighs> number thirteen. Yeah. Heather's, it's great. Number twelve. Not even sure I've heard of this movie. Comes in at ninety one percent. Says the spectacular now is an adroit, uh, sensitive film that avoids. Typical coming of age stories, trape, trape, trappings, trapesings. You don't need to. You don't need to see it. I have no it's desire like, to see it. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, I'm looking at the poster of it, and I'm like, isn't this just the fault in our stars? I don't. I, I don't need to know anything about it. And that's what I think. This is, yeah, you ever it, have moments where you're like, oh, I'm gonna be one of those uncles, but you fight really hard to not be. You're like, I'm just sure. like, nah, I don't want it. Number eleven, Carrie. Great movie. We'll tell you what I like even more than Carrie is in Stephen King's book on writing, which I recommend to every single person, whether you want to write or not. It just cannot. It's so freaking good that I didn't even want to cuss when talking about it because I didn't want to tune some people out because there's a part where he tells about what happens when he finds out that Carrie's being made into a book. And let's just say I've dug out a highlighter and highlighted it. You mean like made into a movie or made into a book? book. Oh, okay. But when I see even the movie Carrie, that's what I love most about it is what gotcha. happened even before that. Number 10, this is great. And it seems fitting American graffiti. I would understand if some people were say that it should be moved up. One of the most influential of all teen films kind of feels weird that it's 10. Then American graffiti is a funny, nostalgic and bittersweet look at a group of recent high school grads and their last days of innocence. Um, this this being 10 threw me off so much that I was wondering, maybe they just ranked these by percentages. Like we're just going towards the highest ranked percentage, but we're not because that was 96% and the next one is 92. Number nine, Risky Business. Great movie. 
don't think I'd I wouldn't put it there. And the next movie is phenomenal, but I would definitely it doesn't even feel like a high school movie to me. It just feels like a movie about people and some of them are kids. And that's Juno from 2007. Number seven is the original Hairspray. I'm much more fine with this placement here. Hairspray is perhaps John Waters' most accessible film. And as such, it's a gently subversive slice of retro hilarity. Does that mean that Crybaby's number one? God, I can hope. Number six, The Edge of 17. Have not seen it. I've heard it's phenomenal. Have you seen that, I have not seen it either. The Edge of 17's sharp script and Haley Steinfeld's outstanding lead performance. Oh, maybe I did see... No, I saw The Edge of 17. It's pretty good. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. This is that one. Number five, Say Anything. Great call. That seems like that's the right place for that. Number four, Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams, five and four seem dead on to me. Did you watch Hoop Dreams? I still haven't seen it. Oh, you know, I did that that uh, event for Sean Harrington, who's mm-hmm. one of the players. He's not one of the two that are focused on, but he's on one of the teams. Um, it's so cool to see him in that. Hoop Dreams is uh, you feel you don't feel like you watched a movie. You feel like you like something was shared with you, and that you have a privilege to now understand that, which is how I feel also about. Um, when they see us number three rebel without a cause this feels like a little like more about the patina of what we think of it maybe than what it is rebel so here's what we have two left after this do you think number one is fast times at ridgemont high or have you already looked i haven't looked uh but that would be a good guess that makes sense um so number three is rebel without a cause rebel without a cause is a searing melodrama featuring keen insight into 50s juvenile attitude and James Dean's cool, iconic performance. Number two, Back to the Future. Again, I don't know if this feels like a high school movie to me. Inventive, funny, and breathlessly constructed, Back to the Future is a rousing time travel adventure with unforgettable spirit, and nowhere in this blurb did they say anything about high school. (laughs) It's It's not about high school. It's not a high school movie. I mean, I guess he's in high school. Right. I just, no, I wouldn't. Like to me, a high school movie is about like this time in your life, what, wh- how you're dealing with it, where, what you're going to go on to next. Yeah. Like, I feel like there has to be a red cup in there somewhere, you know, like. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Number one, the last picture show. Are you insane? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if this fits. This does. I don't know if this is. Who quite- the, I'm gonna now. I do think it's worth. It. Who the fuck made this list? <laughs> this is the dumbest list I've ever read. Not a fan of Peter Bogdanovich. Was the, you know what? This was maybe somebody who wanted to get fired from Rotten Tomatoes, and they were like, "This has got to do it." Well, I hope they did. I hope they got what they asked for. Me too. Yeah. I hope that their That's internet never works for. again. <laughs> I hope that they're constantly rebooting a modem that's unplugged. Making excellent yeah, use the of list kind of there's some good good things on the list, but then it just fell apart. I, yeah, but then right I, I guess apart. you would say like, I mean, if you blindly throw twenty five things at something, one of them will you'll get a couple right. Sure. Like, yeah, there's some good movies on here. This is the dumbest. I wish people could see me right now because I my hands are on my temples. 
Making excellent use of its period and setting, Peter Bogdanovich's small-town coming-of-age story is a sad but moving classic filled with impressive performances. Okay, I will say this. Put this on the list. I definitely want to see it. But the fact that it's number one, they, they got four and five right. They should have stopped there, and then I still would have been like, eh. Oh, my God, this was dumb. I might write my own, I might call my own number and complain about this list and then just play it on a future episode of this show. We'll go to, I think you should, we'll go to the 773 area code and see what Daniel has to say about this list. (sighs) And I'll let it go because that's what I'm trying to do. If you have thoughts on it, which I bet you do. And if you don't, if you think that list was perfect, we're not, we can't be friends. But and that's okay. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I'm not going to put the internet wish on you. But that was that was a wild ride, Noah. Wild. Tonight's episode of the Good Night Show is produced by Noah Everhart. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch Solomon with production assistance from Ben Zyper and Lisa Rubin. The theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard. The artwork was created by CM Dugan. You can check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash the goodnight show. There you can sign up for the goodnight show weekend edition as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics. Plus, you can get a super cut of this entire week's worth of shows as well as access to the entire back catalog of the Hindsight Podcast. There are three Patreon tiers available and the most comprehensive option is less than $10 a month. The Goodnight Show is not part of any network, which means all proceeds go directly to the costs and people that keep this show on the air. Your support matters and is greatly appreciated. One way to support is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or also just tell everyone you know about this little show. Thank you again for listening. I'm Daniel Van Kirk. And remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Good night.